It is Monday, September 7th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by Jet Home Loans. And now, former Triple Crown winner, J.P. Shadrick. I'm not sure of what this Triple Crown is for, but I'll take it. Welcome in, Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, we've got Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli, the final cut to 53 on Saturday, and plenty of youth to be served for the Jags this year. And tonight we're going to pick the schedule like we always do, the show before the regular season, and I'm sure Tony will have the Jags going at least 11-5 and and into the playoffs and and deep into the postseason. We'll go around the National Football League as well. Uh, Gentlemen, good afternoon. Pete, down in South Florida, what's up? Uh, does uh, Tony have any locks for the year so far? Any this week for the season? Anything? <laughs> no, <laughs> come on. This would be the week no to start. Locks, Give me no something. Well, Give me something. Started. It's we, It's game week. I'm not ready yet. Maybe by the end of the show, I'll have a lock for everybody. But I'm uh, right now. I'm kind of waiting. Oh, I got to feel out the show and kind of see where we go. I think I might Is have a that lock. How by it works by the end of the show. Oh, Tony. Yeah, uh, Pete, you got to. You have a lock. By the end of the show, I'm going to have a lock. That's really? pretty rare. I mean, yep. the Tony locks come weekly. We get those all the time. The Pete lock, that's when you know he means business. Well, Do Tony locked down the playoffs last year in week four or something, didn't he? <laughs> didn't quite work out that way. Do you think the lo- like the lo- your lock could have something to do with like you not doing the show anymore? That'd be a good lock. Oh, wow. How bad would the show be if I wasn't on you? Just you and JP? Come on. Who would yeah. who would pick on you? JP won't pick on you. I don't, listen, uh, I think I JP's think... scared of you, Tony. Well, he should be. Um, the, uh, <laughs> I don't think like we be picking on each other is very nice, Pete. I think JP and I are nicer human beings than you, so um, we'd probably be kind to each other. You're the one who picks on the fans. Why the hell huh? would I be scared of Tony, by the way? What is that about? No way, man. JP, are those new glasses no. you got on today? No, these are look uh, like the Jake same glasses today. I've had. Huh. Same, same ones I've looks had different. for about a year. Maybe just from far what? away, you're looking more like Mr. Magoo to me or something. <laughs> wow. Ouch. <laughs> Maybe you should have Ouch. yours checked, Pete. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. By the way, uh, uh, let's get to I'm it. an old guy. Yes. I'm an old guy. Tony's an old guy. Plus, you got to ca- add on 25 years for every every injury he's had. So he's an old guy. JP's pretty old. But you know who's not old? Nobody on the roster's old. <laughs> That's amazing. Ooh, that's right. This Jaguars that's, uh, team might be one of the most amazing in all of sports when it comes to what they've done. It, it's a great segue to the way? final fifty-three, wait, 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 where the Jaguars Dude, have no, this sixteen. Is, this is, they have more young young players on their roster than anybody, I think. I, and and I haven't done the work on it. Like the Dolphins cleaned house and started all over, but they weren't this young. Yeah, but you make it sound like amazing, like in a good way. Like it's amazing. They're doing good. Like, no, amazingly bad. How's that? <laughs> well, I, 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 I actually, bad. I'll be honest with you, Tony. I don't think it's that bad a thing. I'm going to be on a minority on that one. I don't think it's that bad a thing. 
Well, I, let's, I guess, let's get to the numbers of it, guys, real quick before we okay. move on here. 16 rookies on the roster, eight second-year players on the roster, six third-year players. That's 30 of the 53 that have played two seasons of football or less in the National Football League. Let's hear from GM Dave Caldwell. He says, give them a chance. Don't count this team out yet. And, um, and I think they'll tell you the same thing. We, we can't afford – a rebuilding year. And and that's not our mindset. Our mindset is to put um, the best team out there to, to, to play, to compete and to win. And um, we feel like these guys, the, the guys in this locker room, um, you know, nobody has seen them play together. Nobody has seen them play a game. So like I said, we're going to know where we measure up. We're, we played a very talented uh, Indianapolis Colts on week one. And then we follow up with a, a final four team with the Tennessee Titans. So We'll know pretty pretty quick where we measure up with uh, some of the top teams in the league. Yes, they will, Tony. Um, you know, Mr. Khan uh, uh, Caldwell said that Mr. Khan gave them the directive of, "Hey, put the best team on the field and get the salary cap in order." Those are t- those are two tough tough things to do together at the same time. Well, I mean, the bottom line is you want to put the best team on the field. Like you're trying to win a football game and win, try to win a conference. And Dave's right. Nobody knows what this team is because we haven't seen this team play together. There's no preseason. It's a young team. You mentioned all the new guys. 16 of them are rookies, never even played a snap in the NFL. And you're going to count on a number of those guys um, to help you win. Uh, I like, I appreciate the confidence that Dave has. I appreciate the positive uh, attitude he has. I think that's what you have to do um, when you're in a leadership position where he sits. But I think as you look at it and, and you're realistic about um, and you just look at history. There's a reason teams don't go with a bunch of rookies. And there's a reason that like coaches and GMs in the past haven't counted on a bunch of rookies uh, to help them win championships because it doesn't happen. Rookies take rookies make mistakes. They learn on the fly. Um, it's hard to count on those guys, and especially if you're counting on a bunch of them um, because they can be inconsistent. Inconsistent uh, play doesn't lead to winning football a lot of times. So um, history will tell you it's going to be a tough sled for them based on, you know, the number of young players they're going to be counting on. But Dave's right. Like, let's give them a chance and see what they can do. Um, I still say the biggest, uh, you know, the biggest factor in this is a second-year player named Gardner Minshew. How he plays, um, like so much of, like so many different teams, you know, who kind of live and die by the quarterback. That's how this league is nowadays. Um, you either have to be really, really good uh, everywhere else and have a guy at that position who's, you know, can kind of manage the club or you have to be really good at that position. And uh, I don't think the Jags are really, really good around them. I think they're really, really young, and they have some exciting players. Um, so Gardner's going to he's gonna have to have to play top-end football for this team to win football games. It's always about the quarterback position. And then when you're really young, it's even more so. Who, who's the most experienced guy on a team? Is it Eifer? Is that, is that, am I wrong about that? Is it, was he got eight? Maybe Lab- Avery Maybe Jones Linder? has been at it. This is his eighth year. Linder's is, uh, I think Eifert is in his seventh. eighth, isn't he? Eifert's right up there, too. Yeah, so it's those three guys. And Linder, Linder and Norwell guys. have seven, I think. That's right. But nobody double digits. Usually you have one or two of those guys, don't you? It's a young football team, Pete. I mean, listen, look at the – I mean, go through the guys who are going to start. Your quarterback's a second-year player. Your right tackle's a second-year player. You're going to have – Running back by committee, which is going to be rookies and you know a rookie and an undrafted and one guy. seventh and one seventh round guy. 
you know. I mean, seventh year guy, seventh year yeah, guy. Chris, in, uh, Chris Thompson. Thompson. But everyone else is super young. Your receivers, you know, uh, DJ Chark, third year guy. Sonal, uh second year uh, rookie, uh, rookie. You know, just Paul I mean, Johnson, John, rookie. Yeah, John, Westbrook fourth. Uh, on the other side, Josh Allen, second year player. You know, you're counting on the. Uh, Chase, uh, Chase on the rookie to make productive time. Hamilton, Hamilton, the rookie. Hamilton, the rookie. I mean, you're looking at uh, Taven Bryant. You're counting on to be a big player at three technique, and he's coming off an injury, a bone bruise. He's a third-year player. You're going to start a rookie safety. Uh, you know, rookie corner. I mean, it's like it's it's crazy. I mean, you start. What did I say? Up. Wait, what did I say last week that seven rookies could start, and you you shot me down. I still don't think seven rookies are going to start. Well, you got well, you got Daniel Thomas will start, right? That's isn't that's one. Uh, CJ Henderson. Doug Marone today Who? was Not talking Tom. up Josh Jones a lot at safety. Really, I thought Josh Thomas Jones at safety. It sounds like. Well, Doug Marone today talked up Josh Jones a lot at his press conference. I'll say that. Uh, so then you won't have a rookie at safety then. So, but it, it doesn't matter whether it's five. But you could have. You you could eventually. You in in a week, couple weeks, you could. But Pete, I get my. I'm not going to quibble with you about whether it's five, six, or seven. The bottom line is you're going to have first and second year players all over the field that you're counting on, and none bigger than the rookie quarterback. I mean, the second year right. quarterback in Gardner Minshew. I mean, it it is shocking how young they they have become, and like, and how much they're going to count on these young guys. To figure out a way when you had no offseason, basically no training camp, you know, you have no look really of what they are going to be together in real situations. And you're going to roll out there on Sunday against a, a veteran team led by a veteran quarterback. Um, and most people are telling, are projecting probably be the best team in the division. Well, and, and uh, here's the other thing they got a lot of cap, and a, lot, a lot of cap room, and a lot of draft picks. So they got that going for them. Yeah, but Pete, but, uh, like, I'm going to take a different angle there because I'm actually tired of hearing about that because who cares, number one, as we sit here today. But if I'm a fan also, I'm thinking, like, great, well, what are you going to do with that cap room and what are you going to do with those draft picks? Because having them doesn't mean anything. Like having just a bunch of picks and a bunch of cap room doesn't that, – there's not a direct correlation to success. It's what well, you got to draft, right, draft the right guys, did they draft right. the right guy in Jalen Ramsey? Well, it depends. He's not on this team anymore. And he'll, right. He, but you got two first-round picks back for him. Well, but, okay, we're not playing fantasy football or, like, some card game. Like, hey, I got this guy. We get three extra guys for this. The Again, you is, said it last week, Tony. You said better than going 6-10, and 10, going 1-15 and 15 and I, getting the first I did, pick. I said that. But my yeah. point, I, I said that. I'm not going to step back from that. My point is – if I'm sitting here as a fan listening, like, oh, great, we have draft picks and and uh, and salary cap, I don't care. Well, what, okay, what was the alternative? You don't keep the young guys. Let's just say, what moves did they make that they should have kept an older player and let him play? And, oh, no, none, none. Okay. By the way, you, no, we're, I, I'm, 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 I want to. Let's make sure. I want to make sure we're talking about two because it's really two different things for me. Um, I don't think. Like Dave or Doug made any moves that I'm looking at going, that makes no sense. I just think they didn't have a bunch of good veterans on this team. They had no choice. Like there wasn't any, and there's no one who got cut where I sat there and looked and like, wow, I can't believe they got rid of him and kept this guy. There wasn't one. 
So that's one. But I'll be honest, that's pretty much the way it was around the league too, Tony. That's there right. were a few. There were a few like Sidney Jones, who's now on the Jaguars practice squad, was let go by the Eagles, and he was a second-round pick. And some people were surprised at that. But then you had others who said he hasn't stayed on the field. He hasn't been hurt a bunch, so it really wasn't that surprise. I don't think there were a lot of surprise. You know, back when you were playing, if there were a lot of surprise cuts on the final cutdown. It's not the way it is anymore, even in a non-COVID season. They kind of clean out the stuff before you get to that cutdown. Yeah. So it's just interesting. Uh, it's going to be a young team, but as you, and we did, if you think about it, Pete, we just talked about how young they're going to be. And JP gave the number thirty guys with you know three years three years or less experience. Um, Sixteen of those rookies. And at the same breath, we're saying, but no one got cut that we're surprised. So basically, this was a pretty bad like if you sixteen rookies make it. Not a real good roster going in going into the draft or into camp. But you let's go back to your your would rookie that, season. Would that, would that, would that yes. Be, would you agree? With yes, that? They, that means it's not a good roster. But in your rookie season, you were one of the better players on that team. You were a rookie, but you were one of the better players. You had a couple other guys that were among the better. Brian Demarco wasn't a good player at the. I mean, it looked like he had a chance to be a good player. He was a starter as a rookie. Uh, James Stewart. That's uh, about what this team's going to win. That's my point. It's hard to win with rookies. But it wasn't young. like you, you, you guys. The next year, you won nine. Yeah, but we got we got older the next year. All of a sudden, you have Leon Cersei playing right tackle. There's six five six years in the league. Well, next I year mean, you get older. You can get some. You got money to spend. <laughs> you're, but, but I'm talking about this year, right now. Uh, this year is a, this year. If you're a Jaguar fan, and this is going to be a cold, cruel reality. You're having a bad year. Put it out there. You're not going to be a good football team. You might be feisty. You might be spunky. You might be competitive in games. And you might improve as the season goes along. But when it comes to wins and losses, you're not going to win a lot of games. And as a fan, the question is this, Tony. Are you okay with that, with a glance to the future, or are you sick of it and you don't want to hear more like you about the cap room and the draft picks? For me, I'm like, I'm not ready to sign off that this year is going to be a bad team this year. I, I, I just can't do that. I didn't say that. I said record, one loss record. Okay, I can't. I, I still have a hard time doing that before we take them one snap. Like, we literally do not know what this team is. Like, we talked about before we came on. Like, I'm not even sure you prep for this game, as we call it, as we're going to call it on the radio. It's like, there's no tape. There's nothing to watch. You can read some articles. That's about it. Um so I'm not going to sign up for what you just said, that they're not going to have a good record this year. I think it's too early to do that. Um, but I do – I am tired of – and i got to believe fans are tired here about, hey, we got cap room and a bunch of draft picks. Like, okay, great. Like, <laughs> it's not like it's not like we're saying that, like, hey, we, we're coming off, um, you know, a 13-3 and season after going to the playoffs three or four straight years, and now we got to rebuild – and clean up the cap, and we're going to have more cap room with draft picks next year. And we're coming right, off rebuild. But, yeah, but think about it, Tony. With all the guys that they had and veterans that they had, they won five and six games. So why not do something different? I'm right. not saying. I agree with you, Pete. No, you had to make the moves that they made. I agree with that 100%. They had no you choice. Know what? I keep hearing that they're tanking. And the they're and I think it was – No, like a haze – 
Carline pointed it out on the show that one day. He went through all the moves they made. He included Nick Foles as a tanking move. That's not a tanking move. That's a great move. That's a fantastic move. The bad move was signing him. Yeah, like what moves did they like, – like that's, that's a good topic, Pete. Like tell me one move they made this offseason where you would say they were tanking. And some people mentioned Calais Campbell. Okay, that's the only one that you can have an argument, in my opinion. And at that point, they thought it was too much money to pay him. And they thought Gunter would be a replacement to step in and play. And he had obviously had the issue with the heart, and he couldn't play. So That's right. And because he can wash it out a little. Yeah, if you look at it, um, like there's a lot of people who felt like Calais took a step back last year. As far as, you know, wasn't a guy who could play the amount of reps that they wanted to, uh, him to play if he was going to be making 15 or 17, whatever the number was. Um, I could argue it both ways. I would have said, you know what, having that veteran presence, um, you know, what, what you wanted to pay him 10, you're going to have to pay him 15. Like, he might be worth that extra because of who he is. Um, but at the same time, if you were tanking, then you wouldn't go spend free agent money on Gunter. You wouldn't right. have taken that money and spent. For, there's no tank there. They felt right. like they got younger right. and better with Gunter. Now, unfortunately, the poor guy had a heart issue. That's terrible. Um, yeah, so I like, I like the whole tanking thing makes no sense to me because I don't. There's not one decision that they made says, "Oh, they're tanking." I don't look. Tanking is a bad thing to say because it means you're not trying to win. Which you know, once you get on a football field, everybody tries. Coaches try. Everybody tries. Here, what you're doing is tearing it to shreds to try and start over again. And if that means going 1-15 and and getting Trevor Lawrence, that's better off than going 6-10 and and not having a chance to get any of the top quarterbacks if Minshew isn't what they think he is. Now, if Minshew's, what, if Minshew's special, then all this young stuff won't really matter. They're going to be a 6-10 and team if he's special. If he's not special... Then you should be 1-15 and get Trevor Lawrence. All right, guys, let's come back in a moment. Plenty to get to, of course, on this topic. By the way, the Jags have three eighth-year players on the roster, Avery Jones, DJ Hayden, and Tyler Eifert. Six different seven-year players, Chris Thompson, Tyler Shatler, Andrew Norwell, Cassius Marsh, Brandon Linder, and Timmy Jernigan. Those are the elder statesmen of the roster. Game day is just around the corner. We can't wait. Four? Is it four? Let's see. Linder, Norwell, uh, I'll give you Thompson and Eifert, uh, Hayden and uh, Avery, maybe. Jernigan. Yeah. Yeah, so they all might start. They might. Game day just around the corner. We can't wait to be Duve all together again soon. The Jags are taking every precaution to keep fans safe at the bank this year from cashless concessions to contactless entry. Visit jaguars.com slash stadium and learn more. We're off and running. Jaguars happy hour on the Jaguars digital network. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity 
Hey Jacksonville, this is Joey D from Bono's. I just want to let you know that we have now reopened all of our dining rooms. We appreciate all the love that you have showed us during this crisis. Um, for over 71 years, we have been here for you through good times and bad. Our award-winning barbecue and our unbelievable staff look forward to seeing you soon. Be safe. Committed to the team. Committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high-quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve. At Tropical Smoothie Cafe, one taste and you're hitting refresh now, palm trees swaying now, letting loose now, busting a move now, cranking up the beats now, hands in the air now, feeling free now. You're on Tropic Time now. And right now at Tropical Smoothie Cafe, try our watermelon mojito and guava margarita smoothies. And you're tasting fruity now, sipping sunshine now, toasting summer now. You're on Tropic Time now at Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Jaguars fans are gearing up and saving big at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear from all the leagues, teams, and Jaguars players you love. Shop the most trusted brands, exclusive designs by Fanatics, and autograph collectibles from today's biggest stars. Join Fanatics Rewards today and earn fan cash on every purchase. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. Jaguars fans, whether it's on the field or in your finances, the key to success is a solid plan. From high-yield banking to home lending, into retirement and beyond, TIAA Bank offers solutions that can help you achieve your goals and make the most of your money. It's time for a plan. Start building your legacy today at TIAABank.com slash Jaguars. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, equal housing lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. like the communication you know what i'm saying with with the players i, I think when people are on the outside are thinking what what, the, what does that mean you know the the talk for, for the players the rallying for the players the team first attitude um, that you have i think that you know that that's exciting because you know you you're you you feel that there's some years you go in and you're like okay if we hit adversity which way are we going to go you know and and you really don't know until you hit it uh, but this team, I feel very confident in, in handling any type of adversity. Welcome back. Jaguars happy hour. That's Doug Marone today after practice. J.P. Shadrick with Pete Prisco and Tony Baselli. Glad you're along with <coughs> us. Your social questions coming up in the second hour today. We'll look around the AFC South, including a, a couple of big signings in the division. That's in the second hour of today's show. Um, well, you know, and just hearing from Doug there, too, he sounds confident that, and as he said, that adversity is going to come for this team, but he's confident this group can handle adversity. Tony, what does he mean by that, the adversity part? Um, yeah, it, it's different for every team. It depends on the year, really, uh, frankly, because it could be a, a tough loss. It could be a 
guy get a bad injury to one of your key guys. It could be, um, you know, anything like that. Maybe it's an off the field issue that you don't expect that comes in, you know, that happens. And like, how does the team go? You lose a couple in a row. Um, you know, so those are all moments of adversity that are going to happen during the year. And how you how you handle it as a team will say a lot about the locker room and kind of, you know, where, where you're going to end up. And I think what Doug's saying is um, every team has its own personality. And you know sometimes, like, it's on the edge. And, like, is this team going to stick together when it's not going well? So, like, we used to call those – like, there's teams that are front runners. Like, a front-running team is, like, when it's going good for them, like, everything – is going good and they're going to be good and they're going to be rolling and they're going to be high-fiving and and making things happen. Um, But at the first sign of something going wrong and not going their way, it falls apart. And those are front runners. And you don't have like a purpose. You're, you're just, you're perfectly describing the 2017, 2018 Jaguars. Yeah. Like 18, I think they were front runners because like, like when everything went their way, like everything in 17 went their way. And so like, they were rolling and, and they were kind of a little bit the other. And they were fun, and they were loose, and they say yeah. things. Every and then when it didn't go their way, then they became problems. That's right. And then like in seven, you get to eighteen, and like they were hot and they were rolling early, but you could kind of see some things in the training camp, a little bickering, and some things started happening. But you know what? They came out. They were three and one. They're rolling, and then they go face the Chiefs. And they get it handed to them, and all of a sudden you hear beep, 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 a little chirping back and forth, and like it starts falling apart. And that team fell apart because they were front runners. They didn't have great character in that locker room, and a great locker room where they were in it together and they were going to fight through it regardless of what the situation was. So, and Doug's saying he likes his team. He says he likes the locker room. He likes the guys. And well, I mean, falls what adversity? They're they're starting the season with adversity. They got sixteen kids on the team. I mean, they might they not have, know the not, difference. They don't even they're know so what young. Adversity is from a yeah. They don't know. They have no idea. I'd be curious. And this is what back in the day, as a beat guy, I would have went around to all the veterans and found out what they think about keeping all the kids. I mean, that's a story. If you're a veteran yeah. player. I would have sidled up to Tony, and he would have said, oh, "I don't really want to say anything." And then, off the record, he would give me a, the best, the money quote. He would have said, "It's ridiculous. See, we have all these kids on this team." Yeah, <laughs> you but can't do that story sure. today, I, though, because I, you can't go in the locker room anymore. No, I know it's hard to do. I don't know how you could do that story now. Yeah, but like, I mean, it goes. I mean, like, the, like the question, like, if you were going to ask a veteran, like, how do you feel about all these rookies? The next question has to be like, okay, who would you have kept? If you were going to keep these guys, well, then, then that would have been the story. Then, if you got if every veteran would have looked around and said, "None of those guys," then you have the story. Veterans all on board with the kids in the locker room. It's easy to come on. Beatwork one hundred and one is easy to find the story and make this. You can make the story. You just got to ask the questions. And you're right, though, JP. You can't go in the locker room, but you sure as hell can stand outside in the parking lot, can't you? I guess at a distance. I mean, it is a public place. Tony, didn't I used to stand in the parking lot and wait for guys to come out? That was I got some of my best stuff in the parking lot. Prisco was known to be waiting around when practice was over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I tell that story all the time. I'd like, stand there and this guy would come out and that guy would come out and this guy would come out and I, then I'd find out stuff. I mean, it was and, – and not only that, you got to talk to you guys about stuff other than football. You know, you can find out what's inside a guy a little bit. 
That's that's what you have to do as a beat guy. I think that's all been lost. It's been lost because now it's so structured. He'll talk here. He'll talk here. He'll talk there. He'll talk there. It's hard to get. I would imagine as a beat guy, it's hard to get to know players now. I, I could see well, that. Really hard this year. And, and it's hard, you know. It, it didn't didn't that you, you get close enough to guys where they threaten to blow your car up, right, Pete? Wasn't that a story from the past? Yeah, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different yeah. thing altogether. That stuff can't happen anymore. That stuff can't happen anymore either because it goes viral <laughs> and the guy would be in prison. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, it's different. It's just different the way the NFL is yeah. now. Even. As a national reporter, when I go into a team, and believe me, when you're a national reporter and you got a camera, teams will help you out any way they can. But you don't really get – it's hard to get to know a guy uh, that well. It really is. And I think it's a challenge. And I, I imagine being a daily beat guy every single day becomes more of a challenge for these guys because of all the structure of it. Yeah, that was the fun part, uh, at least for me, on the, the weekly basis in the building is going in that locker room for 45 minutes and – you know, spending some time with some guys that may not get the spotlight a lot, and not on not on a microphone, not on the record, but you get to know the team a little bit better. That right. Way. When are you coming I'm back into the building? That's, by the way, are you? I, I, huh? I was in there for a minute today, but uh, to shoot a, a television show, but uh, not going to be in there very often. Maybe game day for pregame show, but that's that's really about it. Hasn't the percent so, positive um, gone under the 5% level all over the state of Florida where things should start opening up again? I, I mean, uh, I, I'm no expert on it, Pete. but that's what I hear. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm not going to wade know. into those waters. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> well, since we're navigating down well, I mean, the stream, let's I mean, turn this I mean, around. JP, there was, a, there was actually a, a, a picture of a – football game at Baker County that went viral this week, and it was on TMZ and CNN and everywhere. I don't know if you saw it. I saw it. I did. They were, stands were packed, yep. Uh, let's come back in a moment, shall we? We'll uh, discuss uh, offensive line. Tony knows a little bit of something about this. We'll uh, get into this Jaguars veteran starting group when we return. We're halfway sure. home in the first There's actually hour. veterans on that group. <laughs> Jaguars happy hour on the Jaguars digital network. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity football is back and Gardner Minshew and the Jaguars are ready to win visit Jaguars.com and join us at the bank season tickets mean you'll be there in person for a Thursday night matchup with the Dolphins a rivalry game against the Steelers and crucial contests with our AFC South Division opponents the Jaguars are taking every precaution to keep our fans safe and ensure we can be Duval together this fall Limited capacity seats remain. Visit Jaguars.com or call 904-633-2000 and lock in your seats for the 2020 season. 
The best thing about working at Fair and Farrah is all of the employees. We all work together. It's extremely enjoyable to come to work every day. There's a, um, a common cause or goal. No matter what your job is, we're all there for the client. We are dedicated to our clients 100%. We do everything it takes to maximize the value of their claims. Fair and Farrah is really the Farrah family. When they choose us, they choose a family to fight for them and to protect them and to make sure that they're in a good place and that they have somebody on their side. Farrah and Farrah, here for you, here for good. Jacksonville. Ready, set, save. It's the Labor Day Sellathon at your local Ford dealer. Get ready for the best offers of the summer on the 2020 Ford lineup. Get low financing on an adventure ready SUV like Escape or Explorer and the ready to go Ford Ranger. Or get big savings on the built Ford Tough F 150. You've waited for these deals and the wait is over. Ready, set, save. The Labor Day Sellathon is going on now. Don't wait, these deals won't last. Hurry to your local Ford dealer because it all ends September 8th. Committed to the team, committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission, we're nonprofit. So we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve. Any repeated physical activity puts stress on the body. Checking your phone, getting in the car, sitting at your desk. Checking the phone, getting in your car, sitting at your desk. Checking your phone for the 50th time today. If you do anything with regularity, you should get massaged with regularity. Massage Envy. Keep your body working. Regular body work makes the body work with massage, skin care, and stretch. Come in today for more information or visit MassageEnvy.com for more details. Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour on this Monday afternoon. Happy Labor Day. J.P. Shadrick from the home studio, Pete Prisco from his home studio in South Florida, and Tony Baselli is not in a CIA bunker today. I'm guessing that Tony is home as well for the first time in, his, in a long time because of the holidays. Is that right, Tony? Is that accurate? Yeah. I almost forgot about the show today. I'll be honest with you. Like, it didn't feel like a Monday. Like I What'd you do? Did you play? Game. Did you play golf or something today? I, I was actually playing golf this morning, and I was gonna—I'm I'm embarrassed to say—I was gonna play 36 holes, and then I was like finishing the morning round, and I'm like, "Oh, I, I can't play golf this afternoon. I got a radio show to do." Where'd you play today? Uh, Sawgrass Country Club. And the score? Uh, I finished birdie, bogey, birdie. I, I don't care about how you finish. I want to hear the score. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> I finished birdie, bogey, birdie, but I shot 104. <laughs> I mean, come on. What is that? I, I, I didn't play well. I One thing, I, I tell you that, one thing I really miss about Jacksonville is the golf courses. There's so many of them. You don't and, play and, down there? Yeah, I do, but it's hard to play. It's hard to – Fort Lauderdale doesn't have a lot – the real estate is so expensive, they don't have a lot of golf courses. Oh, they don't? No. No. It's crazy. Never would have thought about it like that. Never would have thought about it like that. We've, uh, you know, obviously we've touched on the youth on this roster. But and, and early in the show, we, we did mention the offensive line is the most veteran of the groups for this Jags team with 
Not um, close either, by the with way. The guys JP. that they have starting. What's that, Pete? It's not close either because when you look at it, what they have a seven, a seven, and what is Cam now? A six. Cam Robinson's yeah. in his fourth season. Cam's in a sixth. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, two sevens. And then a, and so they got twenty year years of experience Taylor, so. on the interior. Good math. Well, I mean, that's supposed to be the strength, right? Is it? <laughs> Has it been a strength? Same three yeah. guys. Has that been uh, a strength? No, but Pete, it's, it's a great point. Like, you bring up a good point that I struggle with because I have, and I've gotten uh, criticized for it because I've gone to bat for these guys and said, this is a good group. It's going to be a top 10 group in the NFL. And I'm like, and, and it's the same group. Like, no changes have been made. And if you look at them, I love them all as individuals. Like individually, like they're like you would think they like they got a good group, um, especially with the right tackle. Uh, you know, that would be a really good player. Uh, we were in the middle of a discussion about the offensive line for the Jacksonville. What Jaguars. happened? Guys, you're back with us. You disappeared, first Pete, Tony, JP. You disappeared. <laughs> You're here? JP, can you hear us? Can you hear us, JP? I got you, yeah. You're, what, I mean, happened? You, you, what happened? What happened to you? Left I don't know, man. You left us. We all left. No, me and Tony. We were all gone. Me and Tony were talking to each other. You well, I don't think anybody was here. I don't okay, think anybody was here. I can't remember what we were talking about. We were talking about the offensive line. Offensive line. A, veteran in How they can dominate. Especially. Then, then I asked you about AJ Can. And I said, is Can, he, he's inconsistent, but is it game to game or play to play? What do you think about that? Tony? Oh, so I think like AJ Can is like the perfect like picture of what, like he like tells the story of what the Jaguar offense line is. Like at times it looks good, at times it looks really bad. And so inconsistency makes it difficult um, to count on it. And I think AJ's like a perfect example of that. At times you watch, he plays games, he's physical, he's good, he's, you know, athletic. You know, you love everything about him, but then and all of a sudden you watch a couple of plays or a series or even a game. You're like, what the heck is that? Like he's leaning, he's reaching, he's, you know, grabbing instead of bringing his feet. Um, and so, but I think that's really the story of this offensive line, Pete, last year. Like I got so frustrated with it because at times, like you saw glimpses of what it could be. And then at other times you're like, oh my gosh. And so... Um, and I'll say what I did. I, I was. I, I think I'm not sure, JP, you heard this or not, but I was saying how this offensive line has to be the unit that basically puts the team on its shoulders and says, "Here we go." Like they have to dominate yeah. games. If they want to win this year, they ha- he, the Jaguars' offensive line has to be dominant. What about um, Parch? Was there any? Have you watched any of his tape, Tony, playing guard behind Cam? Yeah, a little bit. He's a He's a big body. He's like a big man. Like, I think he's had, he has a chance in this league. He's still learning. Um, but I, I like his size. Um, you know, he, he looks like a powerful human being. You know, it's so hard to tell just practice-wise. But, like, I think he has um, he has a chance. He has a chance to be a good offensive guard. But not this year. You don't think he plays this year. Oh, you never know. I mean, injuries or something. No, outside of an injury, no, Pete. I don't think okay. he beats out AJ Cam. Okay. 
Yeah, something to watch. And then, of course, you have Shatley as the backup on the interior of that offensive line as well. Who has of course he is. Yeah, he, he, he's been around for about 22 years and never plays. Well, he'll, he'll jump in there when, when needed, when there's an injury or something in the interior. He's played some guard. He's played some center. He's a, a guy that can do it. Yeah, I know he can do it, but I, he, I mean, it's like, am I wrong? Has it, and he's only been here, I think, seven or eight years, if I'm not mistaken. But it seems like he's been here since Tony played. He was a backup on your line, Tony. <laughs> no, but you bring it. It's an interesting point, Pete, from the standpoint of, because you know, I don't think you see this very often. I mean, Shatley's been on the team seven years, and I love that he's a great guy. I mean, if you ever have, have ever spent any time with him, like literally salt of the earth, just a good dude. Um, but you often don't see guys who just backups, like that's what they are, like make it for like seven straight years. You usually see a team that tries to go younger and try to develop other guys in those positions. And somehow Shatley just fights them off every year. He or, or he becomes a star, that developmental guy becomes a starter. He, he's worked a couple of years as a backup, but then he becomes the starter. And for whatever reason, he's just a career backup, and he doesn't go away. Yeah, or they'll go, or they go sign the big free agent in Norwell, you know, and and put him in there, right? So, yeah, it's interesting. You never know. So, it I, really I, is. I, I like it. it. I like Shatley. I'm glad Shatley's on the team. He's a good dude. What well, they yeah. keep? They kept him, Richardson, and uh, Barch, Barch as. So they yeah. they're at eight. They have eight then, right? They didn't keep a ninth. Eight actors. Is there nine on the roster, though? Is there a ninth? I didn't think they did. I mean, that's... When I looked at it... When I looked, I looked at it, and saw eight. eight. That's what I saw. Yeah, me eight. Too. Me too. Let me double check here. I mean, was there a, a, a young guy that they liked? Because they, they had some young defensive players. They, liked. they clearly kept the undrafted kid, uh, the defensive lineman. Yeah, they don't, I think they only have eight the offensive roster. linemen, right? Eight. Eight, yeah, eight is eight. correct, Pete. Yes. But they kept the undrafted defensive no. linemen. Yeah. And remember, too, only... that you can – there's a little more flexibility in moving guys off practice squad this year, too. I don't know if that changes your pers- Correct. perspective. Correct. Of but, Tony, when you played, I think you kept nine off of the line. Uh, yeah, we usually did. Yeah. Eight, eight or nine, yeah. Seven yeah. active on game day. Um, hey – uh, let's, JP, and I'm sure we were yeah, so, get to this at some point, but I'd love to uh, – do we have – like, we spent a lot of time on the offense, but looking at the defense, are we going to spend some time talking about the defense coming up here? Well, I was going to go to that in just a moment after this reminder that you've got to get ready for the debut of Jags at home this Sunday, a second screen viewing experience with Ashwin Sullivan and Eric Dunn. You'll have the chance to win weekly cash and prizes totaling more than $10,000 Visit jagsathome.com. So, per Tony's request, let's flip it to defense. We were going there anyway. Um, By the way, how many fans, real quick, JP, I, how many fans are going to be at the game? 15,000? Is that what it was? I, I think there's a, it's a 25%. So, it's 16,000, 17,000 in that ballpark is the capacity. Yes. So, is it 15% of, uh, what you say was 25% of their normal crowd or 25% of the, the, the stadium? 25% of the capacity, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. smart Alec. 
<laughs> well, if it's 25% of the normal crowd, they'll have fewer people than Baker County had the other day. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, just, at least they oh, have fans. Bro. Some of these so, teams have none. Well, so that's the point, too. It's like Thursday night will be fans in Kansas City, but then Sunday, the Jags are the only home team with fans in the entire league. Why is that? Is that What's a state-by-state state deal? Yeah. You won't, you won't have fans in California until 2023, I think, the way that state goes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just weird. Like, if Miami and Tampa were home, they would have fans in the stands. Yeah, it's Florida. Right. right. I'm surprised they're not letting them sell out. I mean, <laughs> I Let them all in. <laughs> like Alabama, it's like Alabama and Georgia and Mississippi and college. Let them all in. I was watching a game. Yeah. Southern Miss. The other day. They had all fans in the stands everywhere. Come hell or high water, there will be college football in the deep South. That's how that's going to work. Um, all right. Let's start on defense here. And, you know, I, I want to start up front, so I'm going to start up front. In the comment the other day that uh, from Todd Wash, Tony, that um, Caleb on Chazon is much stronger than they, I, I guess, anticipated in training camp, and he's going to play defensive end. That's going to be his position. He's not going to be a, a linebacker, at least to start. So there are moments where you could see Allen and Chazon on the field. They feel like he's strong enough to play maybe on that other side on the defensive line. I think that's a, an interesting development. Yes, he's still a rookie, but there is, I think they're maybe hoping a little bit more that he can perform more than they anticipated, I guess, in, in his rookie year. Yeah, I guess. I mean, here's the thing. It, it, it all depends what kind of defense Todd Walsh wants to run, which is I find ironic. Remember all offseason, everyone was convinced. I mean, all the people and the smart people said they're going to a 3-4. Sources, they're going to a 3-4. They're going to a 3-4. At least the practice I've seen, JP, it's still the same old defense that we've always seen. It didn't look like a 3-4 to me. Um, but you don't play best, seven guys in the front anyways. But my point is saying that is, it's just it's interesting. I mean, which leads me to they're a four three team. Can you go with Chase on and Josh Allen in first and second down against a two tight end set or a one tight end set? Like can Chase on hold up in a double team between an offensive tackle and a, and a tight end? Like are they going to? I mean, well, could Ngakwe? Could Ngakwe? No. Okay. No. Good. It can't be well, any worse. Jason, to his credit, about twenty pounds. My point is, they always used to put Ngakwe at the open end and try to get him away from that. They, they used to flip side, so Clay's was your big end, and Ngakwe was your open side end. Well, if they're going to go with Josh Allen and Chason, I mean, Josh Allen's two hundred fifty-five pounds, sixty pounds. Is he now going to be your big end? He's less than that. Yeah. He's, well, what, my point Allen's is, lost when weight, Fowler and Ngakwe were on the field at the same time back in they the day. They never were. Only on third down. Never on first yeah, and second down. never on first and second down. You're right. So, so they technically don't have a big end then. Smoot. I mean, you see, so you start Smoot because he can play the big end. But you got to remember, almost 70% of your plays are going to be in the nickel anyways. Well, I understand that, Pete, but this team couldn't stop the run last year. So what are teams going to come out and do? Blast them. And so, and then, which leads to my next question is, I mean, Tava, I mean, I, don't, I know there's no official, when's the official injury report come out, JP? Wednesday? Wednesday yeah. is the first day. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. 
But we haven't seen Taven since he had the bone bruise. Well, Doug Marone said today in his press conference after practice that over the weekend, Taven was 100% and he did practice today. Now, there's no status report today, obviously. We'll find out for sure. So he'll play. Wednesday. So he'll, if he practices today, he'll, he'll play. put it down. So, okay, so how do they line up on first down then, Tony? I mean, I think it's going to be Avery and Day. Uh, I mean, my guess is Avery and uh, Taven. And then you're going to have to go Josh Allen and I, I Smoot as your big end, I guess. So the guy you drafted, in, in, okay, then if you have the three linebackers, he's not playing the strong side spot, Chason, at all? I, I guess not. Like, and then well, that that means that's the way Wash explained it, he won't be linebacker. But that means you you took a guy that you took in the in the top what how many what what, what, what where was he picked what number was he, he was what twenty or whatever nineteen he, he he's not going to be he's barely going to be on the field then no it's, it's he's going to have the same role Josh Allen did last year Josh Allen played forty five percent of the snaps forty percent of the snaps because he's only on their nickel yeah I, I think see I think you could have played him at the strong side linebacker and then put him on the, with his hand on the ground in passing situations they're not going to. Um, I just think it's interesting. So, like, it maybe Todd thinks that they can line up with those two, you know, two smaller ends. Won't be the who worst who plays the it. strong side? So, when they go on the field, if they have three linebackers on the field, who's starting at the strong side then? My guess is Leon Jacobs. Mm. Right, JP? Yeah, I mean, that would be that would be mine. Yeah. That would be mine. I personally, That's... I would have found a way to get Chase on, on the field more. Particularly as a young player. Well, you said the same thing last well, year. Well, maybe they will. Down. I would have, and I still believe that. Maybe they maybe they were playing uh, possum with us. Well, you're maybe only we'll again you're you're nickel seventy almost seventy percent of your snaps, sixty five percent of your snaps anyway. So he's going to play. But I would have found a way to get. If, uh, we say that if te- like Tony said, if teams ram the ball down their throat, they're not going to get into nickel. Well, that's the big issue. Now, I would say, I would has, say in, my, in my opinion, that's the big issue. Can they get you know, in passing situations where you can show off Josh Allen and Chase Hong's ability to get after and be athletic and get to the quarterback? Well, they can like, be I'm much worse than they were against the run last year, and he and Josh Allen had double-digit sacks as a rookie. So, I know they have a lot of confidence in Devon Hamilton on the interior as well. And I, don't, I know, Tony, you said earlier you had not been out there. He is a broad – guy he's not he's not like fluffy like he's just built he's a big guy you know um no so i, I think they have I, a lot of confidence JP, I, in what I, he could bring i watched them on tape i watched them on tape any body type he reminds you of tony from any player or somebody big, big body type like that he's just a, the big square body i mean he's just a big thick you know like, not like like not chris jones big right no remember like uh and he wasn't this. He's not. Remember, like Chester McLaughlin, McLaughlin yeah. had a big square block. Yeah, he's like, he's like yeah. this big, thick, chested square. Yeah, yeah. Chester yeah. McLaughlin was like a. He was like a, a, a fire hydrant <laughs> that was like real the, the size of a human being. He was square. Yeah. And, yeah. And so he's a big human being. JP's right, and he listen. He's going to be good against the run. He's a big physical guy. Um, he's not going to you know. And so I think he'll be okay on first and second down. Uh. How do they yeah. rotate up? How does the ro- how do the guy wh- who plays think, in rotation? I think, I think it'll be Hamilton and Avery rotating at the one technique, and I think it's going to be Jernigan and uh, Taven. Taven at the three technique. 
and then the the ends will be Smoot, Chase on Allen. Yep, that's my guess. What about Gostas? Does he play? Uh, maybe, maybe he's your big end. Maybe he's rotating with Smoot the big end. Yeah. Um, you know, he didn't look. I mean, he's coming off that ACL, and the the practices that I watched, it, it didn't look like he was all the way back. I guess it'd be the best way to say it. So, in other words, he didn't look that right. good. <laughs> no, uh, just not explosive. Like, like not like. I mean, he didn't look bad. He I mean, was a pretty. He, he was a pretty good player before the ACL. I agree. I agree. That's why. That's my. He didn't look like that guy. JP, you watched him. I mean, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, had a little. He was wearing a thing on it, and was you could tell he was maybe just not as confident as he as he should be at, early in camp, at least. Let's come back. We're what about the, the second hour to come? Defensive line. Social questions. We'll get to the big stories again. We'll go around the league and the AFC South. We are halfway home. An hour down, an hour to go. Jaguars happy hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization. That's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity at ViStar, we believe in better better convenience so members can bank any way they want whether it's at a branch on a mobile device or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free atms across north america we believe that people have better things to do with their time if you believe that convenience is better join ViStar. we never forget that it's your money all loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Hey, Jaguars fans, are you ready to talk some trash? Well, nobody talks trash quite like Waste Pro, the official waste service and recycling partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Specializing in residential and commercial solid waste and recycling collection, processing, and disposal, Waste Pro is equipped to handle all your recycling and garbage removal needs. For service, call 904 731 7288. Waste Pro. Caring for communities and caring for Jacksonville. Committed to the team. Committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high-quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve. Jaguars fans are gearing up and saving big at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear from all the leagues, teams, and Jaguars players you love. 
Shop the most trusted brands, exclusive designs by Fanatics, and autograph collectibles from today's biggest stars. Join Fanatics Rewards today and earn fan cash on every purchase. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. I've always felt like, and talking to some veterans that have been kind of going from team to team, is a lot of them at times when you cut them wish they could have been on the practice squad and continue to develop with the team they're at. So I, I think it's a great rule this year. I kind of hope that we keep it that way. Um, but to be able to give guys and, and add some depth there and some veteran leadership, even if it's a practice squad guy and guys that have been around, um, I, I think is great because it's a lot easier to activate a guy from your practice squad on a, on a game week than to have to fly somebody in, sign them on a Tuesday, get them acclimated and practice. So our, our number one goal is when we activate guys and, and we have a need is to, is to get them from the practice squad. And if that's a veteran guy, even better. GM Dave Caldwell speaking Saturday <laughs> afternoon after the cut down to 53. And welcome back. Second hour of Jaguars happy hour underway. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli. Your social questions coming up next segment. We'll go around the AFC South and around the league as well. The big stories of the day, though. Uh, the final 53 is young. 30 Jaguars players in now their third season or less in the National Football League. But there are some key veterans, obviously, on this team. Three eighth-year players, six different seventh-year players on the squad. And a lot of those guys are on the offensive line. The practice squad, as Dave Colwell was referencing to there, uh, has been announced. You can have six vested veterans on there. Four players can be protected each week. And as Colwell mentioned there, it makes it easier for those weekly transactions. When a guy gets dinged, you can bring a guy from your own program in. Um, you know, we were, we were touching taxi on the squads. Defense, We but didn't get – what's that, Pete? It's the taxi squads. You know where that came from? It came from no, Paul Brown no. back in the day. He kept the oh, he oh, cut really? down to 33, but he liked about another 10 of his guys. So what he did is he hired um, – he had the owner of the team who had a taxi company, and he kept him on the taxi company's employee list, and then he practiced. And then whenever anybody got hurt, he'd just bring him up from the taxi squad. True story. That's where that? taxi squad comes How about from. that? That's where the taxi squad comes from. How about that? It was, I guess that was legal in the league back then. <laughs> well, he kind of skirted the rules, and then they made it into something where everybody could do it. But can you imagine a roster with only 33 guys on it? <laughs> yeah. Jacksonville would have 32 rookies. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um Interesting. Hey, you know, this is the time, and we were touching on defense, and we got to pick the season coming up too, by the way. That's got to happen uh, here fairly soon here in the segment. But let's finish up our defensive oh, conversation oh, from I last hour. That. That's right. I know. I know. Um, you know, we didn't touch on the secondary that much. We touched on safety and what they could do in place of Harrison. They like Josh Jones, it sounds like, according to Doug Marone today. But you look at the cornerback spot. DJ Hayden is a vet on the interior at corner. You got some youth there, too. Third-year player in Trey Herndon, who hasn't played a lot of football in his career here. And then a rookie in C.J. Henderson in the first round on the other side. And then after that, there's a lot of rookies 
in depth in the cornerback room too, Pete. That's a that's a lot of youngins running around. Really is. I mean, you know, what they keep um, they Josiah Scott. They kept Farco. Um, is that the, the only two rookie corners they kept? Yeah, I think so. Focus. But that's a young group. Yeah. I mean, C.J. Anderson starting. Herndon's not an old guy either. I mean, that the only guy there with any experience is Hayden, really. I mean, not experience, but because Herndon played last year, but real experience. So it's it, they're going to be challenged early and often, and they get a Philip Rivers this week. I mean, does he know how to find corners that he can pick on? Of course he does. Well, and here's the thing. Uh, yes. I mean, last year, one year ago, we were sitting here, and Trey Herndon was the fourth corner on this roster. And no one was thinking, like, hey, we need Trey Herndon to, like, be a, a, like, are the guy. And because of what happened with Jalen and all the other stuff and Boye leaving, now all of a sudden you look at it, you're starting Trey Herndon, and he's the wily vet of the two corners because the other one's a rookie. Um, I mean, they are super young, not a lot of experience, and it'll be interesting to see how they match up. And because you know it's amazing, Tony is Wilson will have the most. If I'm not mistaken, Wilson will have the most experience, right? Beside Hayden, you no, know, Hayden four, well, Hayden's the nickel corner. But of the four guys who are announced as starters, Wilson I think has the most experience. Yes, that's right. Yeah, pretty amazing. That's, <laughs> that's amazing. It's so, really, yes. and he, I mean, I mean like on, on the on the 17 team, he was like. A backup, a deep backup, if I remember. He was a backup special teams guy. Yeah. yeah he barely, like, there was questions like he would be like, he was like the undrafted guy who made it. Like, like end of the roster making it. It's amazing. That's amazing. Now, if Henderson's good and Herndon improves, Hayden's a good nickel corner, then they'll be okay. But those are big questions. Those are major questions. Well, you have questions at safety, too. I mean, Jared Wilson was a special teams guy a couple years ago. See, I always thought he would be fine if the guy next to him was okay. I never thought Ronnie Harrison was very good, I'll be honest with you. I never really did. I make a big thump every once in a while, missed assignments, missed tackles. So I think if you had a really good player next to Wilson, I think he'd be fine as the two safety, you know, the other safety. But the problem is now what do they got at the other safety? And, and JP, you made it sound like that they kind of hinted that Jones would start there. Yeah, it sounded like it from, from what Doug Marone said today. They love the guy there. Wow. It's, 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 the turnaround of that secondary is incredible. Well, and here's the thing. We're also, we've been also worried about the, um, the up front, you know, the defensive line. But when you start diving into the secondary, you're like, wait a second. There's a lot of questions there as well. I mean, you got oh, a lot of young guys and a that it surprises, you know, you look around, uh, you know, with Ronnie Harrison not being there anymore. He's a guy last year going in, Hey, we got a good safety group. Feel felt good about getting rid of uh, Barry church and, uh, and uh, Gibson, uh, Gibson, because you had Ronnie Harrison. I mean, 12 months later, you're trading them and getting rid of them because you want to go um, with the much, I mean, a, a much younger group. Well, Ronnie, Josh Jones actually has more experience than Ronnie Harrison does. Correct. Um, Correct. More years in the league, but does he have more uh, starts too? No, I don't. Let me look. I don't think so. But 
Because he started – no, he's only started 12 games. Yeah, so just because you are in the league longer doesn't mean you have more experience. No. Well, you make that argument for Jared Wilson, too, by the way. How many starts does he have in his career now? Well, he's 35. 16. No. 30? 20? 25? I'd say it's in the 20s, I bet he has is more. my guess. I bet he has more than you think he does. I'll look. But, yeah, it's a, it's a position that totally – you know the two safeties would flip. I mean, you, the ones that played in, in 17 because they were older guys that you signed. So you knew they were going out. But you, like Tony said, you thought, you thought that Ronnie Harrison would be one of those safeties to take over. So did. last year, jo- Josh Jones was in Dallas. And he only, only Six did, games. Did he get cut or get hurt? What happened? I think he was a late ad, I think, if I'm not. i got to remember that one. Hey, by the way, Jared Wilson, how many starts? 18. 18. 18. Yep. Pretty amazing. So that's kind of the same argument for him. Well, look. Let's – It is what it is. I I thought they might start the rookie at safety, but they probably want a little more experience back there. And and if I remember right, Thomas had a little something during training camp injury-wise, health-wise. Nothing major. Daniel Thomas, we're talking about, the rookie. So, uh, but he's obviously available and on the roster and everything. But I think there might have been a little something there. Uh, let's pick the schedule now, guys. We're gonna, this is the one Tony loves to do because he goes on record and it becomes a viral moment on social media when Tony... Uh, not only picks the Jaguars in many games, which is great, you know, but then he doubles down halfway home during the middle of the season. And this is where it all begins, though. And, uh, Tony, we'll get your take on – we're going to go game by game. So keep tally of yourselves, guys. Uh, let's start week one. The Jaguars host the Indianapolis Colts at TIAA Bank Field. Tony, what do you got? No, Pete goes first. I, I'm the star of the show, so I'll go after Pete goes. You're the star of the show. What are you talking about? You're the star of your, you're the star only in your own mind. I can say that. No, I think much. I think the Colts win. The Colts will win, and it'll be close. I think it's going to be. That's my lock. Close, really close. I think the Heat's going to bother the Colts. I think it's going to be a tough situation. The 2,200 people in the crowd will get behind the Jaguars, <laughs> and I think I think it's going to be close. <laughs> well, it's going to be an interesting game. I think it's a slugfest, actually. And I think what happens is this offensive line takes them to the victory. I think they beat up the front seven. I think they run it. They shock the world um, with the run game, much like they did in 17 when they came out against the Texans. No one thought they could run the ball. They did. And I think the offensive line has a big day. Heat will be a factor. They'll wear out the Colts. And uh, Gardner Minshew will take them on a game-winning drive at the end. Uh, with a 38-yard 30, uh, Josh Lambeau kick to win by two. That's not what wow. you said before the show. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's what I'm saying now. Hey, it's pretty amazing, <laughs> JP, that he turned, he flipped the switch in like, in like an hour and a half. <laughs> I, I do not know what you're talking about. <laughs> JP does. 
Uh, week two, the Jaguars head to Nissan Stadium in Nashville to face the Tennessee Titans. No fans in the stands here, Pete. Well, they played so well in that place in their history. That leads me to believe they're going to play really well up there. Uh, I can't you see Henry going for 220 again or something like that. Titans win it by 10. Yeah, I don't love this matchup with the uh... – no fans, I think, works to the Jaguars' uh, benefit. I still think they probably just can't get it done at the end. I think they just barely lose. Probably a one- or two-point loss to the Titans. Well, I got them 0-2. Okay. You got them 1-1. and Yep. All right, let's go to week three. It's a Thursday night nationally broadcast game, NFL Network. The Jaguars entertain the Miami Dolphins at 8.20 p.m. Eastern time, Pete. That's their first victory. They're going to get it in front of the national audience. And uh, I think Miami's still rebuilding. Who knows? Maybe two is in by then. I think the Jaguars win that game tight, but they'll win by two or three. No, it won't even be close. I think the Jaguars win by two or three scores. It's a dominating performance. The Dolphins are going to be the – everyone after this game, after week three, are going to be asking the question, are the Dolphins tanking as the Jags push for the playoffs? So wait, so you have them two and one after three weeks. They'll be talking about the postseason in September based on your logic. Okay. Okay. Another Thursday Thursday night game with Gardner Minshew doing this, uh, doing the the guns on the desk after the game on NFL Network. I have a strange strange feeling, JP. JP, if we put Tony Baselli on the lie detector test, it would go, Well, we're going to play along. Uh, let's move this along fairly quickly here, guys. At Cincinnati week four, Pete. Uh, Bengals win the game two and two for the Jaguars. I think Joe Burrow by then will be settled in as a quarterback. I like the Bengals. Oh, two and okay, two for the, the Bengals Jaguars. win. I thought you were if one Bengals, and three. Yeah, that means the Jaguars are one and three. One and three. That's right. One and three. Uh, I forgot. I got. I got. I thought I was two and one. I was. All discombobulated over your picks because I know what you're really picking. I know what you're really picking. I can't keep up what you're really thinking, what you're actually picking, so it's hard to do for me. Jack can be three and one. They're going to come out of the first quarter of the season three and one. (laughs) Wow. Burrow's a fraud. That's the real deal. They'll figure it out. Dominating The youthful. The youthful Jaguar Cubs are three and one uh, going into week five. Oh, no. They're not as young as Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's young too. That's why you I'm have Pacelli, You have him three and one. Okay, let's go. We're getting to October now. At Houston, Pete. I don't think the Texans are that good. They'll hang around in the game, but the Texans will find a way to win it with a Watson drive late. They win by a touchdown. How about that? Yeah, I think this is like this is revenge gate. This is a big deal because Gardner feels like he got robbed. They should have gone for. They shouldn't. Uh, they should have kicked the field goal and gone to overtime, where Minshew would have won it last year. They went for two, and Fournette couldn't get it in. Minshew wants revenge, and he's going to get it. They win by seven. <laughs> They're four and one. Six. <laughs> Week six. The Jaguars host the Detroit Lions. Pete, what do you got for us? Quickly. Uh, I don't. I don't think they're going to be able to slow down Stafford in that passing game. Uh, I think the Lions will go in there and win the game. Lions win. They scored 33 in that game. 33, wow. Yeah, I actually think 
I think the, I think the Jaguars get caught sleepwalking a little bit, get a little fold themselves at four and one to lead the AFC South, and, uh, and they have a letdown. I think I think the uh, I think the Lions get to win. Uh, next week, week seven is the bye week. Jaguars win that one, and then week eight we at win. the Chargers in LA, Pete. Uh, that Chargers defense is too good. I, I think they're going to struggle out there. They've always struggled out West. They'll continue to do that. Chargers win the game. Yeah, it's it's a definite home field advantage for the Chargers because they're used to playing in front of no fans. And so <laughs> they're going to be very used to it. Hey, and, uh, they can say that about the Jaguars too, Tony. So. <laughs> um, and, but no, no, no Derwin James hurts that team. Uh, They'll still be good on defense, though. I think the I think the Chargers um, play well, but it's not enough. I think Minshew continues his West Coast magic that he started last year up in Oakland. Jaguars win. Gus Bradley revenge game. They win it. <laughs> the Jags' first visit to SoFi Stadium in L.A. Week nine. Well, the Jags got the revenge win apparently a few weeks earlier in Houston. How about at home against the Texans, Pete? I think they win that game. That's when those young kids start growing up a little bit. I think Minshew will have a good game. I don't believe in the Texans' defense. I like uh, I like the Jaguars to win that game. That gets their second win. So, yeah. so you have at two and six. Yeah. And right now I'm at five and two. To it. They win. They're gonna be the talk of the of the country. After the first half of the season, six and two, not only leading the AFC South, but a chance to have home field advantage. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And if the Jaguars at this point are six and two, then all of a sudden there'll be a lot of flexed games coming up on the schedule because the next week the Jaguars are at Lambeau Field against the Green Bay Packers. Pete, what do you got? Oh, that's blowout city. They Rogers lights them up. Uh, they Packers win by 20. I'm not sure Aaron Rodgers will still be your quarterback. It might be Drew Love or Bre- what's his name? Jordan Drew Love. And he's the <laughs> third quarterback. He's the third quarterback, by the way. He didn't even beat out Tim Boyle. <laughs> yeah, I don't like Lambo. What's his name? I think it's a tough joke. Tim. What's his name? I, I think it's a Drew tough Love. Joke. Jordan Love. Um, yeah, I like the Packers. Again, I think this young Jaguar team gets a little ahead of themselves. Um, probably loses about a late field goal game. Gets uh, the Packers over the top. So you have at six and three. Right, I have get, at uh, two and seven. We got to get through the rest of these quick. Week eleven at uh, home against Pittsburgh, <laughs> Pete. No, not winning that one either. Two and eight. We Tony? we always beat Pittsburgh. Easy win. Okay, week 12, home against the Browns, the Ronnie Harrison revenge game, Pete. I think they win that game. I think the Jaguars win that game and get their uh, third victory. The Browns are a fraud. Jags win. At the Vikings, the unique Ngakwe revenge game, he might sound the Galler horn himself, Pete. Yeah, well, they've never uh, – every time that they've gone up there, they've had problems when there's short history and they will have more problems. Blowout city. Vikings big. Yeah, I don't like that game. I think the Vikings win. Home against the Titans, week 14, December 13th, Pete. They win that game. By that time, their defense is playing better. They'll slow down Henry. They win that game. 
for fourth victory. Yeah, I think they suit the Titans. I think the Titans aren't mentally tough. I think they're living off last year's accolades, and I think uh, they have a tough year if Jags win. Wow. Uh, at the Ravens, tough game in Baltimore, Pete. Uh, that's ugly. Lamar Jackson will destroy them. Ugly game. Blowout. Um, yeah, I don't love the matchup. I think it's closer than anyone thinks, but I think Baltimore gets the win ultimately. <laughs> home, home against the Bears in Week 16, Pete. They have a legitimate chance to win that. That could be Nick Foles' revenge game by then. Um, I still think they, they win. That's a game they win. At home, they win that game. Oh, it's a no-brainer they win that game. Especially if Bears. Nick Foles is starting. Overrated. Bears. No way. Jaguars. And no then way. Week 17, Jags at the Colts, Pete. Well, the Colts will be playing for the division and seeding. The Jaguars will be playing for nothing. Colts win it. 5-11. and 11. Wait, what do I have, Matt, right now, uh, JP? I've lost track. I, think I only think you have, right like, around four losses 500. right now. Yeah, I think that's right. I'm losing yeah. four so far. So this will be a game we'll, that will be on Sunday Night Football, just so you know, because the winner, <laughs> the winner <laughs> wins the division. The loser goes to the wild card. Um, <laughs> oh my I, God. I just think it's a little too much for Minshew and his crew. I think they end up losing. And uh, end up at eleven and five. So they're going to have to travel the wild card path to get to the Super Bowl, huh, Tony? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if they get to eleven wins, it will be one of the greatest football miracles of all time. <laughs> There's no chance. Okay. What do you think the odds of the Jaguars winning eleven games is? I don't think you can even get that bet, bro. No, my God, eleven. If that's that, JP, this is the worst he's ever been with this stuff. It's not even, it's not even realistic. If they're winning, everybody gets extended. Get ready. That's right. What do you mean? Like, yeah, like you, there's no chance. If they went 11 and 5 and went to the playoffs, which will never happen, then everybody would come back, right? And Minshew would clearly be your quarterback of the future. Yeah. Well, I'm counting on, baby. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're make crazy. Make, make this is the worst you've ever done. Uh, <laughs> let's come back. Uh, we have uh, wasted a perfectly good 10 minutes picking the schedule. We're back with social questions. More Tony Baselli favorite segments ahead. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. Football is back. And Gardner Minshew and the Jaguars are ready to win. Visit Jaguars.com and join us at the bank. Season tickets mean you'll be there in person for a Thursday night matchup with the Dolphins, a rivalry game against the Steelers, and crucial contests with our AFC South Division opponents. The Jaguars are taking every precaution to keep our fans safe and ensure we can be Duval together this fall. 
Limited capacity seats remain. Visit Jaguars.com or call 904-633-2000 and lock in your seats for the 2020 season. Why do you choose Farah and Farah? First, we have the financial resources to take on any insurance company. And our track record proves that we know how to win. Our attorneys and staff are a team, and we've worked together for decades. To us, our job is much more than just a paycheck. We love to help. And this is important. We never forget. It's not about us. It's all about you. Farah and Farah, Jacksonville. Ready, set, save. It's the Labor Day Sellathon at your local Ford dealer. Get ready for the best offers of the summer on the 2020 Ford lineup. Get low financing on an adventure-ready SUV like Escape or Explorer and the ready-to-go Ford Ranger. Or get big savings on the built Ford Tough F-150. You've waited for these deals and the wait is over. Ready, set, save. The Labor Day Sellathon is going on now. Don't wait, these deals won't last. Hurry to your local Ford dealer because it all ends September 8th. Proven IT implements a strategic game plan designed to streamline your business for maximum results. Make the winning choice with the official business systems partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Proven IT. Proven IT's technology experts use a customized approach to understand how to design, implement, and monitor solutions that optimize your business. Proven IT provides managed network services, document management solutions, office technology, voice and data solutions, and more. Visit ProvenIT.com to see how they can streamline your business. Proven IT, transforming workplace productivity. Jaguars fans, whether it's on the field or in your finances, the key to success is a solid plan. From high-yield banking to home lending, into retirement and beyond, TIAA Bank offers solutions that can help you achieve your goals and make the most of your money. It's time for a plan. Start building your legacy today at TIAABank.com slash Jaguars. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSP, member FDIC, equal housing lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're back Monday, Jaguars happy hour, Labor Day edition. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli, glad you're along with us. Hope you're having a nice holiday. Let's get into the social questions today, fellas. Let's start off with at Tropic of Jason. How's the offensive line looking this year, health and talent-wise? Tony, you want to take this one? Yeah, health is good. I mean, they really haven't done anything in camp. So, I mean, they're healthy. That's good news. Um, they are talent-wise. I mean, I think I said it earlier. Individually, I think they have talent. Can they pull together? Can they be consistent? That's going to be the big test for them this year. Yeah, I agree. Uh, again, it's all about Cam Robinson for me. If he takes the next step, they should be pretty good on the offensive line. I think Taylor's going to be a big-time player. But consistency from week to week and play to play has to be better across the board. Yeah, can it Let's, be? Let's uh, move along. Social. Yeah, I do. Yeah, think, I mean, it I makes think sense. It can be, Pete. We'll find out uh, less than a week from today. The uh, next question from at Flash Tata: Why do people assume it's a good decision to draft Trevor Lawrence when the O line is still a problem? Obviously, this person thinks differently than than what you do, Tony. Yeah, I mean, well, if you have the first overall pick. The reason you pick Trevor Lawrence is because he's the best player, we're assuming. I mean, based on everything we know today, 
he will be the best player in all of college football and possibly a generational quarterback in most people's minds. So that's why you pick him. Pretty easy. And, and the great quarterbacks cure your ills. And, and if you have ills on defense and ills on offense, they will cure them for you. So when in doubt, you pick a quarterback. Yeah, I agree with that, Pete. But the one, the one position they can't cure completely is the offensive line. But Brady helped make his offensive line, and Peyton helped make, make his it better. Line better. better. Right. I agree with that 100%. Right. Right. Get the ball out. Well, you yeah. know, help. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and the other argument too, though, is is Indy, right? They didn't give him enough help on that O line, and he got banged up and beat up and out of the league in what seven years? Who? Andrew Luck. Andrew yeah. Luck. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he got beat up pretty good early in the in his career there. But like, for example, I'll go back to the Colts' offensive lines when Peyton was there. Tark Lem was a pretty good player. But for the most part, and Jeff Saturday is a pretty good center, but for the most part, that was just a group made up of guys. Well, and New, and New England, has New England ever had really, really dominant offensive linemen, Tony? No, but good ones and really well coached a scheme that really, Correct. Yeah. Correct. Like Matt Light was a good player. Yeah. They were good yeah. players. They weren't dominant players, though. The ball and, got out quick. Yeah. Peyton. I mean, you look at how that whole system was built around Peyton. Um, Howard Mudd, who just recently passed away after a motorcycle accident, great offensive line coach. I mean, everything was in concert together, meaning like the depth of Peyton's uh, drops, how they set. They knew the ball was going to be out. Peyton, you know, we wanted to protect him inside out. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's great quarterback play, a offensive coordinator and offensive line coach that are in uh, working in tandem, which would shock people. doesn't always happen. Uh, and so – the combination made them, you know, good players play great together. That was my whole point, Pete, about this offensive line. Right. The offensive line isn't always just about great individual talent. It's how the five work together and play right. together in the system. You know, it's funny, though. We talk about the offensive lines and the great teams and stuff. If you go back and look at with the great the teams with the great quarterbacks, for example, when Elway was in Denver, he had Gary Zimmerman, which was a really good, but he didn't have him all the time. Tony Jones? Yeah, his line was pretty good. Yeah. Nailing. <laughs> yeah, his line was pretty good. Schlereth was a good player. The Bill Jim Kelly had a great offensive line. So did, by the way, J- uh, Joe Montana, Harris Barton, uh, yep. Jesse Sapolo. I mean, you go down the – Keith Van, Van Horst. Yeah. Uh, Fawn Horst. So, yeah. What was the name? I don't remember. But, yeah. Fawn Horst. Yeah, they, yeah, he had a good offensive line. Fred Quillen, the center, was a good player. Yeah, he had yeah. Montana. Good. There were good. Most of the good teams, the really good teams, have good offensive good lines. Good offensive lines. Yeah, you have to. Our next question from at Hodari11. What exactly does the mic communicate prior to the snap of the ball? In addition, what is being said to him from the sideline into his helmet speaker? Hmm. Well, the mic is the middle linebacker for anyone who doesn't know the terminology. The way the linebackers go is Mike is middle, Will is weak side, and Sam is strong side linebacker. Um, the Mike or middle linebacker usually has to coach the quarterback um, in his helmet as long as he's an every down linebacker. So sometimes it's the Will linebacker because he's more of a – he might be on the uh, – they might take the Mike out if he's not a guy who can play in sub, third down packages. Anyways, whoever ends up having to uh, 
the uh, headset is being told what defensive coverage or uh, defensive front, defensive coverage. So what's the defensive play they want to play on that um, call on that play? And that's what he's communicating to the rest of the team. Does Schobert, some uh, linebackers have the ability to change it at the last second. You know, like what based on what happened, like change the coverage or something. Does, will he have that? I'm sure he will. Oh, yeah, based on, yeah, you have, you have rules based on if they go by three by one and we're in, right. you know, if we're in uh, cover three and they go three by one, we want to, it's going to be automatic go to cover four or something like that. You know, what's interesting about that, Tony, we haven't really talked much about Schober. What, what have you seen from him as a middle linebacker? I mean, what I saw at Cleveland. Smart, athletic, can run, not a thumper, good in pass coverage, you know, solid player. Yeah, he was a he was a pretty good player at Cleveland. Not a great yeah. player, but a pretty good player. Yeah. Good in coverage. Um yeah. So but he's, he not, will, he's not a, he, but he's not a thumper, Pete. No. He will which is a problem if you the teams start running on you. That's a problem. But he, he will make Jack a better player, I think. I think that works Why? two ways. Because I think, well, Jack's in a better position, first and foremost. I think that's his position. I always thought it was his position. And you did? Base, well, I, 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 sure, I do now because it wasn't Mike. Well, it wasn't Mike, <laughs> and it wasn't strong side. Remember when he played the strong side? That was way So, was like, so basically what we're saying, we're hoping it's his position, because if it's not, then there's nothing left as far as the linebacker. <laughs> well, yeah, there is. It's bench. But, I mean... <laughs> He's a weak side linebacker who needed to. I don't know. I thought he. I don't. He wasn't big enough to thump in the run game. That was for sure. You're wrong. He's a big dude. He's big. But he doesn't play big. He doesn't play big. I, I don't think that's his issue. What do you think? He, he's got lost. he got lost at times. It looked like to me he got lost at the middle linebacker. So maybe it was just too much. I mean, maybe I mean maybe these signals was it was overwhelming for him. All that I don't know. It just didn't look like he was ever comfortable. I, well, I, I will say this too. Maybe last take, year, remember he was having to get the some guys around him in the right spot. Nope. Well, if he doesn't play well, will linebacker then he's woefully overpaid. How about that? Yep, that's an accurate statement. Let's uh, get to our final question from at Polster38. Do you think Chenault will play running back at all? And who gets the most no. carries at running back Sunday? No, he will not play running back. Um, Robinson. I think Thompson will get the most snaps. Robinson will get the most carries. That's what I think. Wow. Wow. Undrafted rookie coming in hot. Coming in hot, baby. Hear good things about him. I haven't seen him, but I hear good things about him. What do you? Pete, this is what I love when people I, say that. Or hear good things. What has he done? It's been two hand touch <laughs> on the practice field. He hasn't been. I mean, like what? Hey, after the first practice, you told me that one of your draft picks couldn't play a lick, and that was in his mini camp. So you you knew. I can tell. I'm an expert. <laughs> Did you not? Is that not a true story? True story. And was I not right? You were 100 percent right. Were you in pads by the when you said that? No, um, no. it was in a mini camp, Tony. No, so tell. you can tell. So I just 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 threw out your theory right there. You can tell. Fair enough. As long as it's someone as smart as I am that told you that. Then you, <laughs> you did that. You did that more than once too. By the way, I was more never wrong ever. Uh, no, you weren't. I will give you credit for that. 
I could tell. Uh, by the way, Chris Thompson uh, the other day said that Robinson has the best vision of the best running vision. back group, at least yeah. uh, right now. So that's good. Well, we, we don't, we have we know social... who didn't have any vision. He's no longer there. Why are you taking shots of a guy? <laughs> We're back in, in a Tampa. moment. He is in Tampa. Uh, back in a moment. We'll go around the AFC South. We still have to go around the league as well. A little less than 30 minutes to go. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. Hey Jacksonville, this is Joe Adib from Bono's. I just want to let you know that we have now reopened all of our dining rooms. We appreciate all the love that you have showed us during this crisis. For over 71 years, we have been here for you through good times and bad. Our award-winning barbecue and our unbelievable staff look forward to seeing you soon. Be safe. Ready, set, save. It's the Labor Day Sellathon at your local Ford dealer. Get ready for the best offers of the summer on the 2020 Ford lineup. Get low financing on an adventure ready SUV like Escape or Explorer and the ready to go Ford Ranger. Or get big savings on the built Ford Tough F 150. You've waited for these deals and the wait is over. Ready, yeah. set, save. The hey, Labor Day there's something is going like every time Ready, this Ford commercial. Hurry to your local Ford dealer because it all ends September 8th. At ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience. So members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s, and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity committed to the team committed to the mission at navy mutual we're committed to providing high quality life insurance to members of the military and their families so our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions we don't work on commission we're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members because at navy mutual our highest commitment is to you visit navymutual.org navy mutual ensuring those who serve. I think it, more than anything, it really just shows that people are watching us very closely. You know, I think people see it from afar 
and see, oh, they're losing their biggest names. But that's not how we feel. Um, and I mean, realistically, I know if we if we're tanking, you know, Coach Rowan, uh, Dave Caldwell, and me are probably going to be out of jobs. So I know us three and a lot of those other guys in the locker room are not going to let that crap happen. Um, so I, I feel very confidently in everybody's desire to win. And uh, that's absolutely not anything that, uh, you know, we envision happening. Gardner Minshew the second Jaguars quarterback when asked if uh, the tanking talk affects them. Welcome back. Jaguars happy hour. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli. Uh, check out also the new Ozone podcast uh, that came out earlier today, presented by Vistar. Ozier visiting this week with defensive end Josh Allen, a great in-depth conversation. Check it out. Uh, insight to his mindset on and off the field. Great conversation with a great guy. Uh, official podcast network, presented by Vistar now. Hey, it's on the podcast page on jaguars.com. Yes, Pete. Sorry, JP. I love Gardner Minshew when he says stuff like that. Well, if we don't win, I'm out of a job. Dave's out of a job. Doug's out of a job. He just puts it out there. Most quarterbacks wouldn't do that. Well, we haven't. You know, That's we haven't true. talked about guys. We haven't talked about. How about Gardner Minshew? He's your starter. You got a backup six-rounder from Oregon State. Jake Luton is the backup. Uh, it's you know, by the way, you going with a rookie spit it, backup. Tony. Look pretty That's good. Great in camp. That he just spent it, Jay. Okay, great, but he's still a, a rookie. Yeah, so they got a, a second-year player who started part, part of the season last year and a six-round rookie. It's, I mean, it's incredible. But why, why bother with Glennon? What's Glennon going to do? I don't know. Not you don't, usually, just the practice. Okay, you don't usually go with. The, yeah. Well, did, okay, I wasn't there. You were, were you, JP? You you were there. Did Luton now play Glennon? Yes, on the tape he did. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think he looked better. On the tape he did. Well, then, well, then that's why you keep him. I'm not saying that, people. Usually, you have a backup who's played, who has starts in this league that you feel like can come in and get you through a game, at least. Now you're going with a rookie who's never played a dang snap with no preseason. Pete, think about this. If the kid has to go in, it's going to be a regular season game for the first game he's ever played in the NFL. Yeah. But then they could also bring Glennon. If they had to, they could bring Glennon up and, and off the 100%, practice. 100%. So I'm not – I get that. But I like – listen, Luton outplayed him. I'll give, I'll give – I'll agree with uh, JP on that. Um, and I think that's what Doug and Dave saw. And they said, you know what? With the practice squad rules the way they are – if something happens, Luton can get us through the game, and then we can bring up Glennon from the practice squad and put him on the active roster. And that's the question. Did any of the young kids who made the roster get outplayed by somebody that should have made the roster? And and we we touched on it earlier. You can't, is there any, Did any of the youthful players who made the team get outplayed by a young guy, an older guy that got let go because he was older? No, right? Not that I, I think, think so. Of. Right. So keep the young guys. When in doubt, you keep a young guy. Let's come back in a moment. We will uh, go around the AFC South and around the National Football League. Big news and notes from around the league in our final segment coming up. This is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.
Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com Hey, Jaguars fans, are you ready to talk some trash? Well, nobody talks trash quite like Waste Pro, the official waste service and recycling partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, specializing in residential and commercial solid waste and recycling collection, processing, and disposal. Waste Pro is equipped to handle all your recycling and garbage removal needs. For service, call 904 731 7288. Waste Pro, caring for communities and caring for Jacksonville. Kessler Creative, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, has the large format printing services running in high gear, creating large banners for marketing events, full vehicle wraps. Learn how Kessler changes the game with print and direct mail innovation. From eye-catching restaurant menus to real estate yard signs and event displays, Kessler does it all. Kessler Creative, Jacksonville, Florida. Results-driven marketing and a proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. At ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience, so members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Ready, set, save. It's the Labor Day Sellathon at your local Ford dealer. Get ready for the best offers of the summer on the 2020 Ford lineup. Get low financing on an adventure-ready SUV like Escape or Explorer and the ready-to-go Ford Ranger. Or get big savings on the built Ford Tough F-150. You've waited for these deals and the wait is over. Ready, set, save. The Labor Day Sellathon is going on now. Don't wait, these deals won't last. Hurry to your local Ford dealer because it all ends September 8th. Committed to the team. Committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high-quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, insuring those who serve. Game day is just around the corner, and we can't wait to be Duve all together again. The Jags are taking every precaution to keep fans safe at TIAA Bank Field this fall, from cashless concessions to contactless entry. Visit jaguars.com stadium and learn more. And, yes, you can be at TIAA Bank Field Sunday for the season opener kickoff weekend. The Jags and the Colts, 1 o'clock kickoff time. Uh, tickets available, jaguars.com slash tickets, and all the protocols and everything are listed there as well. And the Jags, as we uh, as we have continued to discuss, are doing everything they can to keep you fit, safe 
when you come to the stadium. You have to buy tickets, though, in pods. You can't buy individual seats in a pod. If you're going in a group of four, you got to buy all four of those together. All the details at jaguars.com slash tickets. Let's go around the AFC South, then we'll go around the league. Uh, obviously, the Houston Texans uh, spent some money, Pete, this week. Quarterback Deshaun Watson. It's a four-year, $160 million extension. This is huge money. And after four years, or probably three years, he can renegotiate maybe for something even bigger than that. And look, you have to keep that guy if you have him. But let's be honest about it. He's never thrown more than 26 touchdown passes in a season. And they've had some playoff failures as well. So it might seem like it's a tad high, particularly when you compare it for the first four years to Patrick Mahomes' contract. But you have to keep that guy. And you know how quarterback deals work. Next guy up, next guy up, next guy up. So I kind of get it. But now go earn it. Because 26 touchdown passes is not enough for Deshaun Watson. Well, Pete, but it's a four-year extension, so he still has to work. He still has to play out his uh, next two years of his rookie deal. So right. he's still in a contract for six years, not four, JP. Um, and so okay. you're looking at six years, and with his rookie deal, it's probably six years. What 170 million dollars, more like it, if he's averaging five in the last two years of his rookie uh, contract. Um, so it's not quite the eye-popping. I mean, it's still a great deal. Don't get me wrong. But it's not like it, he's averaging. It still averages 30. No, it's 39 a year. It's the average, I think. Or a little bit so, less even. But anyway, it's my but point. But that's a lot. That they, have, they have under contract. It's a lot of guaranteed money. I think 110 of it's guaranteed. Um, but they have, under, they have under contract for six years now. Is he? Here's the question. Is he elite? He's on borderline for me. He has the ability. At times, he looks elite. Um at times, he, he holds the ball too long for me and makes some uh, silly decisions. Um, but I think he's at that. Um, so I'm making up numbers. Let's say there's five elite. He's at, he's at the next stage, five to ten. Like, he's on the verge of having an opportunity. Like, he's not better than Aaron Rodgers. No. Now, Aaron, I, I didn't think Aaron Rodgers was very good the last couple of years. But and no, he threw, Aaron Rodgers threw 26-4 and four last year. So... I I said Aaron Rodgers is better, Pete. I mean, I know you love Aaron oh. Rodgers, so but I said he's better. Okay. Take a deep breath. <laughs> no, he's not. I mean, he's certainly not Russell Wilson. He's not Aaron Rodgers. Um, like, he's Matthew not Stafford. Yeah. Like a, yeah. If you said that in a public forum, people would kill you. Why? Is he is he better than Matt Ryan? Uh, Matt Ryan's been MVP of this league. I mean, that's right. a... And he's been, been to, in his numbers. Is this a Super public Bowl. forum, Pete? This is a public no, forum, I, isn't it? Yeah, but Tony hides here. Like, if you put that on Twitter, you get destroyed. Put it out on Twitter that Matt Stafford is better than Deshaun Watson. I, I didn't say Matt Stafford's better. Or as good as Deshaun Watson. Because well, I agree with you. They're all in that next category. Right. There's only a couple elite. Yeah, it's like you have to be... Like who's elite, elite now? Who's left? Is Tom? Are Tom Brady and Drew Brees still elite? I think Brees. Uh, close. Uh, is Ben? No. Is so right now the only elite out? The only elites out there are Mahomes and and Wilson. Like bona fide, like 
guys that was like, yeah, yeah. And I would say Lamar Jackson. If the way say they Lamar play, was the MVP. Right up, he's right there too. Well, he might have to win a playoff game first. Fair enough, but I mean, he's special in my opinion. I like Lamar Jackson a lot. Let's move to the Tennessee Titans. They signed Jadavion Clowney one year up to $15 million and no franchise tag next year. And apparently, uh, news this afternoon, a story came out that apparently the Jags attempted a sign-and-trade deal. Pete, you know anything about that? I knew they were they were interested, but I didn't know to what degree. Um, but they did, but they didn't I, want I think they were going to trade. No, they were going to trade him to ball. ball yeah. Ball. But then they get cap room that way. Right, yep. trade away from. Yep. So no, you trade for picks. You you take cap room right. to trade yeah, for picks. For picks. Yeah, but, but the, league, right. the league said they couldn't do it. Well, the Saints tried to do it with uh, Cleveland and couldn't That's do right. it. That's right. But here's the thing on Clowney: names over games, games over names. Right? It's it's there's some reason everybody gets it wrong. He's not an elite player. He's a good player. He plays hard. He's tough. He's physical. But he doesn't rush the passer that well. Come on, think about this. If you were an elite pass rusher, would you be on the market until a week before the season starts? Would you be on your third team? No. He's not an elite pass rusher. I don't think he's an elite pass rusher, but I, I think I probably think more highly of him as a football player than you do. No, he I think messes, he's a good football player. He messes things up for offenses. He's physical. He's all over the place. He just messes things up. Um, okay, but Seattle has a glaring need for a guy to do that, and they only offered him ten million dollars a year. Why? We have cap issues. Number one. It's all okay. Want. Houston sent him packing in large part because Bill Bryan didn't like him, but he never thought he could win consistently on the edge. Well, he's not. He's not a great pass rusher. I agree with you there. So he's, he's not worth. Way. He's not worth eighteen, nineteen million, seventeen no. million dollars a season. No, but I think like a 50, like thirteen to fifteen million is a fair number. Yeah, I, yeah, he's going to get – he got 12, right? He got the same amount of money as Ngakwe got, but he's got a chance to earn more back with incentives. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, he's not that Oh, and by the way, <laughs> the uh, Indianapolis Colts placed our good friend, our former draft pick here in Jacksonville, Sheldon Day, on injured reserve. As you look around the AFC South. Um, quick power rankings in the division before week one, Pete. Well, I know how I'm going, but Tony's has got to be reflect his, his record. So I got the Colts one, the Titans two, the Texans three, and the Jaguars four. Tony? Colts, Jags, Titans, <laughs> Texans. <laughs> Jags 11 and 5. <laughs> and going to the wild card berth, apparently, to Tony's picks here. Let's go around the National Football League now. A waiver claims down this year. NFL Network's Tom Pelissero reported that uh, over the past 10 years, the average number of post-cut down waiver claims league-wide was about 41. And the lack of preseason games and some opportunities or uh, workouts are part of the reason why 17 were claimed this year, Pete. That's down a lot. Yeah, it's different, and you're going to see a lot of shuffling of rosters throughout the season because, okay, let's say uh, the Jaguars keep – they kept two of those young kids at the end, and then they play a little bit, whether it be on special teams or whatever, and they can't handle it. Then you don't you don't know what they can do in a game. So maybe they won't be able to handle a game. Maybe they freeze up on game day. Tony, you ever play with a guy who froze up on game day? He would look great in practice, but game day came and he froze up. You, you don't know what say, these guys I, will do. 
I wouldn't say guys froze up, but you definitely have guys who can do it on the practice field but can't translate it to the game field. That's freezing up. <laughs> it's not freezing up. It's a thing. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's freezing up. In practice, it's scripted. Like, you know the situation. Like, okay, it's one-on-one pass rush. It's, you know, this. Like, you have to, like, in game days, you have to react. You have to be able to handle the game situation. Some guys can't do that. I don't think it's freezing guys freeze, up. Guys that, freeze up more than freezing up. Skype feed uh, froze up today. <laughs> Me and Tony had free, like off-air conversations why JP was frozen in time. <laughs> Let's move along here. Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> is the week one starter for the Dolphins against the Patriots, not Tua. Uh, of course, how about this? Pete, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick was a seventh-round pick in 05 out of Harvard, of course. Including the $8 million he's due this year, Fitzpatrick will have made over $71 million in his career. That's incredible. Good for I remember when, remember when Buffalo gave him the big extension? I remember writing a whole thing saying, what a mistake that was. and it pro- it, It's proven to be that. Look, he's a good – I call him the helium balloon because his ball stays in the air for a week and a half. But he's actually proven to be a pretty decent quarterback. He should be a backup. He should be a long-time backup is what he should be. Miami's going to be caught in a situation. What if they're competitive a little bit? Then they play him the entire season. You don't want that. You want to get on the Tua. You want to get to that as fast as you can. But if they're competitive, I think he stays in there. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic. Uh, great story, but you know he's a he's a strong backup. He'd be a great backup on your roster, um, and but he's made the most of his situation of the opportunities that he's had, and I take my hat off to him. Speaking of strong backups, Mitch Trubisky is the starting quarterback for the Bears, and Nick Foles is the backup in Chicago. Pete, I don't know. We had a conversation on our show the other day about that. I don't know if you guys saw the clip they sent out where I said. Does it really matter? Neither one of them's any good. Neither one of them's a good quarterback. I'm sorry. It's, it's still Nick Foles. God bless you. Had the greatest aberration season or playoff run in history. You aren't very good. If you can't beat up Mitch Trubisky, you clearly aren't very good. And Mitch Trubisky is not very good. So who cares who starts? Can you imagine that the Chicago Bears traded up, gave up draft capital to go get Mitchell Trubisky when Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes were there on the board. It's almost as bad as taking a running back fourth overall in that draft. Yeah, uh, but like, <laughs> does, Ryan, does Ryan Pace get any criticism for that? I mean, yeah, and I think don't you think that's the reason why Trubisky's starting? Whether I don't know the competition, but maybe he outplayed it because he knew the offense. But he knows the offense too, Foles, because he played in it before. I I, I just think there's sometimes look if Pace picked Trubisky and made the move to go get it. Nagy, Pace are tied to Trubisky. So if Trubisky doesn't play well, they're all out anyways. If they play Foles and they don't play it, they're all out anyway. So you might as well take your shot with Trubisky. Yeah. Crazy. And our final, I mean, Foles, final thought Foles around stinks. the Let's be honest about it. <laughs> You're not very nice. You're a bad person. Final thought around the league. The Raiders sent third-round pick Lynn Bowden and a sixth-round pick to the Dolphins in return for a fourth-round pick uh, he said it was a football decision only, Pete. That's uh, pretty rare you trade a guy you've picked in this draft before he's played a game. Man, stories come out that it wasn't a football decision. Uh, he's had some – he had a hard life. 
the kid. And so when he got to Vegas, they thought he was more concerned about what was going on away from football. And they felt he might be, a, and I, I didn't know this for a fact, but I read it, where he might be a bad influence on Henry Ruggs and, and Brian Edwards, the two young receivers that actually are going to start for the Raiders. Uh, I think that was a bad situation. So that's why it ended up that way. Right. Yeah, he, he played it. I looked around. Played receiver and then quarterback. And, then, and, then and they had a running, running back. back. That was dumb. He's a, he's a slot receiver. That's what he should be. All right, guys, well done. Next week, we'll be recapping the Jaguars' week one performance against the Indianapolis Colts. We'll see you then, Pete. Tony. For Pete Briscoe, Tony Baselli, I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll see you next time. Jaguars happy hour on the Jaguars digital network.